Hi, and welcome to Coffee and Calacas. I'm your host, Joe. If you are new to this podcast, I want to welcome you and let you know that this is a weekly podcast where we sit around the coffee table, drink coffee, talk about mysticism, the supernatural, and what else lies in the beyond. If this is something that interests you, then I hope you stick around and enjoy this week's episode. Thank you. Okay, so this week's episode is going to be a little short. Um, I know I say that often, and then it turns out to be like super long. Um, but no, this week actually is going to be short. Um, man, where do I begin? Oh, so, um, I know I mentioned last week that I'm afraid of like a lot of stuff. I'm afraid of the dark. That's like for sure. Um, that started since I was a kid, like no joke. I must've been, I don't know, five maybe. And I know that, um, I was really afraid of the dark at that time for sure. And it's never something I've actually outgrown. I used to see a psychologist and, um, I know they mentioned, oh, you'll outgrow it with time. I've never outgrown it. I'm still afraid of the dark. Um, still have to sleep with the night nightlight on most nights. Um, not sure. Not sure. Like I, I've tried sleeping without the nightlight on and it's, I, I have to have a routine. Um, routine usually starts well. I, I get myself ready for bed and all. If the nightlight isn't on, then the door has to be open. Even then when the door is open, like I'm paranoid. My back cannot face the door. Um, or any open door. Like it, I have a closet door and the door has to be closed in order for me to be comfortable. I cannot look at the mirror before going to bed because then I can't sleep. Um, nightlight has to be on most nights and like when the lights go out, like we have a power outage or something. Oh man, it's the most uncomfortable thing ever. So if you actually go into my bedroom at night, you will see a multitude of, uh, power banks for my cell phone and a multitude of flashlights in, in my room. I'm in the proximity of at least 10 to 15 flashlights and they all have batteries. I check them often. I, I really do check them often and I always charge my power banks too. Um, power banks, it's because, I mean, uh, since I do work and stuff, you never know when I, there's an emergency and you use my cell phone and, I feel like that, that's an, it, like that, I have to be prepared for that reason. Flashlights, it's just because I am afraid of the dark and I can't, um, I, I, I need the flashlight for that reason. So flashlights are, like, I'm always buying flashlights. It's a weird obsession of mine. Honestly, it keeps me comforted. The last flashlight I bought, oh man, it's beautiful. Real, like worth every penny, really worth every penny. Um, a lot of, like great bright light, it really illuminates, um, I wish it, like, there's the one flashlight I saw online and I want to buy it, but I'm also not going to buy, spend $600 on the flashlight. Like, let, let's be serious, you know? My limit's probably like $50 for a flashlight. And, no, like, honestly, I really do have flashlights, like, all over the place in my room. Um, I have lanterns as well, because it's not just flashlights, I have lanterns. And in my room, I think I have maybe, like, three or four lanterns in the room. Also, again, just for prepare you know, preparedness for emergencies. Um, I even bought a special light bulb for the restroom where you, you charge it during the day. Like, you know, when you turn on the light, every time you charge it, you know, 
Um, so, like, when you first initially buy it, you're supposed to charge it for, I think, 12 hours. 8 to 12 hours, I think. I'm not too sure. And um, so you leave it on pretty much the whole day. And it charges. So in the in case of an emergency and the lights go out, well, you just flip the light on and it turns on and off. And until it runs out of battery, of course. And I think it usually lasts about... Um, four hours continuously and it can last the whole day on and off on and off um honestly it has come in handy it really has and I, I i love it um but yeah flashlights like that's that's my thing and like i said it this started when i was a kid i was always afraid of the dark love flashes as a kid still love flashes and that's an adult and that hasn't changed what has changed is um, how I perceive the dark, I guess, as a kid, you know, you know, that thing, like, I, I'm pretty sure you've seen the meme. And if you haven't, I'll try to find it and post it on, on our Instagram. It's a, I think it's like a pile of like clothes on a chair. And it's just like, when you're asleep, the pile of clothes is like, uh, turns into a, a, a monster, something like that. And as a kid, like that was what would happen. I would, um, envision something in that chair or, you know, in that corner. And it's not just me. I mean, apparently it's a thing that happens with a lot of people. Um, and a lot of people see what you call shadow people, a shadow person. No joke. No joke. I don't know if the um, microphone picked it up, but I swear I just heard the lechuza outside the window. Like it hooted. It really did hoot. If you haven't followed the lechuza story on TikTok, go look it up right now. Um, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> I mean, you might be, but you won't, uh, like no joke. Yeah. Um, the Lechuza, I mean, I'm, I'm not afraid of it, but you know, I've got my beef with it. Like that's another story all to happen. Uh, stay tuned to TikTok for an, like not an update on that, but you know, just the curse. But yeah, like, yeah, as a kid, I, I would be afraid of, you know, the corner, like I would see things and other people apparently do it too, that they, they encounter what's called shadow people. And, you know, shadow people are pretty scary, apparently. Um, I mean, who wouldn't be, you know? Uh, have I had that, that um, feeling where, like, okay, so apparently a shadow person is a perception of a patch of shadow as something that's living. Uh, it turns into, like, a humanoid figure. And it's interpreted as a presence or a spirit or other entity. Um, so basically from what I've read, people wake up in the middle of the night and they see something sitting in the corner of the room or, you know, on their bed or something. Now I have felt stuff at night when I've been asleep. Um, will I say it's a shadow person? I don't know, but I, I have felt stuff. I have felt people sit on my bed. I have, okay. So my bed's squeaky. Um, sorry about that. So yeah, my bed squeaks, not, not a lot, but, um, when you adjust yourself on the bed, the bed springs, you know, make that noise, you know, the little squeaky sound. So you, when I'm, I'm in bed, you know, I've woken myself up with like when I've turned over, like when it squeaks, it's like, oh, you know, I, I not necessarily jolt up, but I'm aware of it. Now there has been instances where I've been asleep and, um, I've heard the squeak of the bed, you know, and I, I have woken up to that. I have felt someone sit like 
the actual, like, I felt the weight of a person on the bed with me. I have felt, like, someone pull up my foot when I'm asleep. Um, or just touch my, like, my leg. And it, I've, I, okay, so I have a pug. And she has a distinct, you know, breathing sound. So I'm aware when she's around. Um, sometimes, like I said, I, I have left the door to my room open. And she's walked in. Uh, <clears throat> but my pug always stays at the entrance of my door. Always. Um, n doesn't actually come into my bedroom. Only, you know, if, if it's storming a lot and there's a lot of rain and thunder, um, she'll, she'll come into my room and she'll lay down closer to my bed. But that's very rare when she's done that. She mostly stays at the entrance of my bedroom. And it's not all the time that I sleep with the door open. It's just every now and then when I have, um, and then I have a smaller dog, a Yorkie, and she's a little blind dog, but she doesn't breathe heavy. So I don't necessarily hear her. What I do hear is her, um, her collar, her bell. It will ring. So I've heard her come in and out of my room at times too, when the door has been open. But, you know, my pug, her, dis her distinct breathing sound, I'm aware of it. I know what it sounds like. So it's one thing to hear her at the entrance of the door and then one thing to be in bed and to hear a breathing sound by my ear. You know, it's like, it's not like a, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like a, you know, like, a, like, like an exhale. That's what it sounds like. Sort of like an exhale, but someone's exhaling, but they're just like right next to your ear. It's like a, you know, it's, it's creepy. You know, I, I, I don't know how to describe it besides just being creepy. So it's feelings I've had. Now, is my house haunted? I can't say it is. I can't say it isn't, you know, but shit happens at my house. Um, what doesn't happen? I mean, honestly, like my, um, just this morning alone, uh, I was on the phone and then a bottle of, um, medication flew out of the kitchen cabinet. And you're probably thinking, why is your medication in the kitchen cabinet? Um, honestly, well, it's, you know, it's, it's high area and it's well stored there. Nothing happens to it, you know, and it's not a medication that needs to like, you know, be kept in a certain, like, in a dark, gloomy room. No, um, it just, it's just there. Okay. Don't, I don't know. It's just, just always been there and it stays there and no one's ever died from drinking it there. Okay. So anyway, the medication just, just came out of the kitchen cabinet, you know, just and landed on, on the floor and was a paranormal. I don't know, but why the bottle had no reason to fly out there. Like it was shucked out. I mean, I wish I would have recorded it the moment it happened because I just saw like the, like from my peripheral, just saw, you know, the bottle fly out and uh, I really wish I would have recorded it, but things happen, you know? So I can't say, oh, you know, the house is haunted. The house isn't it. Things just happen. You know, it's up to you to interpret it however you wish. I mean, some people might say, hey, girl, your house is spooky. And it might be spooky to you, to me, ah, it's spooky to me too. <laughs> uh, not going to lie. I, I get spooked out sometimes. Like, um, there's moments where like I've had to, uh, it's a, it's a small house. It's not a very large house, but, um, from my room to the, to the fridge to go get something, you know, a bottle of water, something like that. Like, and it's dark at night. I've done that little sprint walk, little run thing to go get it, um, I don't want to be left alone in the dark. Like it's, it's creepy. It's very creepy. 
you know the the neighborhood is creepy you know if if you if if you've ever been to my neighborhood if you've ever been to my house like you understand um it, it's just you get some weird vibes and then the lechuzas around and no como que no anyway yeah so the history of shadow people we'll get back to that okay so a lot of people believe in it it's not just a, oh it's a it's just a me thing it's just a joe thing and it's not oh a five-year-old thing it's it's a it's a big phenomenon that happens not just in 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 the u.s but all over the world um so a number of religious legends religions legends and belief systems describe shadowy spiritual beings or supernatural entities such as shades of the underworld and various shadowy creatures have long been a staple of folklore and ghost stories such as the islamic jinn and the chocotaw lalusa chito yeah chito if i'm saying that right keto keto please let me know nalusa keto i didn't look that one up i'm gonna admit that um, the Coast to Coast AM late night radio talk show helped popularize the modern beliefs in shadow people. The first time the topic of the shadow people was discussed, um, was on April 12th, 2001, when the host Art Bell interviewed Native American elder Thunder Strikes, who is also known as Harley Swift Deer Reagan. During the show, listeners were encouraged to submit drawings of shadow people that they had seen and a large number of those drawings were immediately shared publicly to, on the website. Now, I really did try to look up those um, those images, but I think the the website like took them down or something like that because I, I I couldn't find them. But there, if you Google it, you will um, get a bunch of like different people drawing stuff, and it's cool, you know, what you what people have experienced. Like I said, I've never as a kid, I know I've experienced something like that. As an adult, it's more of a sensation that I felt, you know, than um, actually seeing something. I mean, I've seen stuff, but not in the dark, in, like, in my room. So in October that year, Heidi Hollis published her first book on the topic of shadow people, and it later became a regular guest, and later became a regular guest on, on the um, talk show, on the radio show. Hollis describes shadow people as dark silhouettes with human shapes and profiles that flicker in and out of peripheral vision and claims that the people have reported the figures attempting to jump on their chest and choke them. She believes the figures to be negative alien beings that can be repelled by various means, including invoking the name of Jesus. No sé. No sé de eso. Um, I mean, it's possible. I, I feel like sometimes, like I said before, if you have that strong faith in something, it's going to, you know, help you in whatever it is, whether it's in something good or in something bad. But if that strong faith is what's going to, like, set you apart. So, yeah, I believe if, yeah, you're in bed and you're scared of something and you start praying to Jesus, what you're going to, you know, get that salvation you're seeking, you know? And it just makes sense that way. Now, um... This kind of relates to another phenomenon known as, um, I, 
sleep uh sleep paralysis i'm sorry i was trying to say sleep apnea that's not that's not a phenomena that's a medical condition sleep paralysis okay now i'm not going to get into that too much into that right now because that is going to be an episode for another uh another week i don't know exactly when um i sort of have some episodes planned out i might be able to move things around and push it in sooner maybe for next week i'm not too sure but um i'll just stay on Instagram for information on that. But yeah, so I won't focus too much on that, okay? Um, although the participants in online discussion forums devoted to paranormal and sub subnatural topics describe them as menacing, others believe um, that shadow people are either evil, helpful, or neutral, and some e even speculate that the shadow people may be the extra-dimensional inhabitants of another universe. Aliens, man. Aliens. Some paranormal investigators and authors such as Chad Stambaugh claim to have recorded images of shadow people on video. Shadow people feature in two episode on, on two episodes of ITV paranormal documentary series Extreme Ghost Stories where the phenomenon is described as a black mass. Okay, so I did look up some videos. When I figure out how to add video to this video... I'll do it. Today is not that day. Um, I'll try to link some video of shadow people on the description box. So if you are watching this on YouTube, look there. If you're listening to this on, on um, Spotify, go to YouTube, find this episode, and um, there's some links there on like what, what videos I've seen. It It's up to interpretation. You know, I don't want to say, yes, I see it, you know, because what I may interpret is one thing, you know, you may interpret as something completely different. And, you know, I, I don't believe it should be, you should listen to my interpretation of that. You know, we just, this is just for us to talk and discuss and, you know, get a little, little into this, you know, severe. So, okay. So this, you can go with like many different ways on this, you know, is it supernatural? You know, is there a scientific explanation? And yes, yeah, scientists have tried to explain what's going on here. And, um, they have said it's a psychological, uh, and physiological condition that c coincides with sleep paralysis. So I'm not going to get too into it right now. Like I said, I want to save that for another episode. So this is going to be like a two-parter basically. And I might just have to do this, you know, following next week to be able to get into that. Okay. So instead of what I'm going to talk about is the popular culture of shadow people. It's been featured in um, a documentary in 2015 that is entitled The Nightmare. They talk about sleep paralysis there. They talk about shadow people and alien abductions and uh, near-death experiences and stuff. So it, it gets a lot into that. And like I said, I, I want to discuss sleep paralysis for another episode, you know, to be able to go a little bit more in depth in that. It, it really, that's something that, that branches out a little bit. Um, there's a, there's a horror movie called The Shadow People. That's 20, from 2013. Um, so there's also an episode of Twilight Zone from the 1995 Twilight Zone entitled The Shadow Man. And it's about a teenage boy who had a shadow person living under his bed. The episode portrayed the shadow man as fitting the hat man appearance commonly uh, ascribed to shadow people and added to the mythology that shadow people can kill humans, but will not harm those under whose beds they live, okay? So, the shadow man, um, apparently, 
He's supposed to be like the, I guess like the evil list of the shadows. Um, he wears a, a, like a brimmed hat and he lives in your corner and he watches you and, and he attacks you. Um, a lot of people have seen him and describe that when, when they see him that, you know, shit's going to go down, that it's, it's real, you know, that el si asusta. If you look online, honestly, you're going to find a bunch of stuff like, you know, Google searches like on how to get rid of shadow people. And, you know, you will find like different solutions for people like um, doing that, that, um, oh my God, I'm a lost for words tonight. Well, when holy water, praying a rosary, um, having the room blessed, having your house blessed, um, sage, you know, grab sage and, you know, um, um, you know, burning it and stuff. Like, it, it's an array of different solutions. And, I mean, to some people, you know, having a shadow person is extremely scary. I mean, I'm afraid of the dark, so I would be even more afraid to have or see something in the dark that I can't explain, you know? Especially if I feel it jump on me. And people have said that they have felt it jump on them and that it lunges at them trying to choke them. And, you know, they have to, they can barely scream and it's, it's scary. So, basically, um, shadow people, um, is, is that, you know, it's, it, it's, a. I mean, I don't want to say it's a, um, it's a real thing or, because I, I don't know, I haven't experienced it. I don't want to experience it, but it's something that is creepy. Okay. Um, and people have said they, they've. They've, they've ex, uh, experienced it, not just when they're asleep, but also when they've been awake, you know, that they've seen things from the corner of their eye and, you know, mostly. I know my dad had told me something like that before where he experienced, you know, being in alone in his bedroom and then he'd hear someone call his name and from the, with my dad's condition, he wasn't able to turn his neck to, you know, so he'd have to turn around in the whole wheelchair because it's like from his peripheral, he'd see, you know, not necessarily a shadow, but he'd see, um, figures, you know, and depending on what it was, sometimes it was a white figure, sometimes it was a black figure. Like it was just something that would happen to him. Very unsettling to, to say the least. Right. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, these, these shadow people, the shadow persons have uh, come out in many different, you know, um, popular culture, um, movies, shows, books, and it's something that is real. It's come out on, like I said, in, in the radio, that's what kind of like started up the whole, you know, talk a bit, talk of it, you know, some people just don't like to talk about it because they're like, Oh, it's, it's taboo. But sometimes I feel that, you know, we're in an age now where we should talk about stuff like this, things that scare, things that, you know, can't be easily explained. It's not to say that we're crazy, but, um, it's just, just put it on the open that people have experienced things that others have. It makes us feel like we've been heard and we're not just experiencing stuff by ourselves. So if you've seen a shadow person, let me know down in the comments or send me an email. I would really like to hear from you guys. Um, we have an Instagram. We have Spotify. We have YouTube. Go to galakaspod.com and you can find a link to all our social media accounts right there. Um, so if you like this episode... I thank you for it. 
And I hope you stick around for next week's episode. And hopefully next week I can get us to fit in that um, sleep paralysis, okay? So have yourself a great day, a great night, a great week. And remember, life begins after coffee. Thank you.